Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Brand Meet Creator. Today I have Juan here from IG.CreatorAcademy. He is a growth coach, content creator, a full-time entrepreneur whose mission is to help aspiring creators use the power of content and social media to turn their passions into a full-time biz. Um, We have very similar outlooks and also very similar stories somehow. So today in this episode, get ready, get ready, we are going to dive into a little bit about travel blogging because we actually both started out thinking that we were going to be travel bloggers. We're going to talk about storytelling, how to tell your story online, and the reason that you should, as a creator, think about bringing out your own offer, how you can start those wheels turning. So before we dive in, I want to give you a little bit of context to this because I think this is just so important nowadays because brand partnerships are so, so not consistent. And so often I hear creators come into my DMs or clients or gals in the Do Less Club saying partnership, partnerships, partnerships. They start out being so hooked on I need to attract brands. Brands aren't wanting me. Am I not marketable enough? Am I not doing enough? Blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. It isn't that. It's just that brand partnerships are getting more organized. Brands are holding their budget tighter to their chest. They want something very specific. It's very likely that your brand, your favorite brand, is looking for a very specific person. I'm looking for a black mommy blogger who has two kids and does her skincare routine and sometimes and is from LA. You know, that is a diamond in the rough. Diamond in the rough, right? I'm sure there's a billion people that do it, but if you're not that, you're not that, right? So what do we do? How do we keep up with the fact that brands very often are looking for something pretty specific? And the fact of the matter is that bringing out your own offer, whether that is a membership, a digital download, something cheap, um, a guide, a course, a merch line, whatever, bringing out something extra is really pivotal, really pivotal. And at this point, I'm really not recommending to my clients, even all influence clients, even our management clients, to just do brand partnerships because the bigger way to handle this, regardless of if you're bringing in 40K brand deals, literally don't care if you're bringing out 40K brand deals, you're already creating content all week, literally all week that's not related to brands, that's basically building up your portfolio, right? So what can you do within the content that's not brand related to very subtly, consistently call to something that you yourself have created? So this morning, I was actually in Do Less Club, and we were talking about, I was talking to this creator who has tried a billion different things. She's tried a merch line, which is pretty consistently chugging, but I mean, it's not like it's bringing in a billion dollars every month. She's tried a a text membership, which just dragged her down, wasn't the right fit, didn't feel aligned. She's tried a community with live calls. And the thing was, and this is so interesting, her audience didn't want to get on a live call. They are normal people. They don't fit. They're normies. (laughs) They're not content creators. They're normies. Um, They don't feel confident, comfortable showing their face and jumping on this call. They don't want it to be recorded. That's just not them. So this whole offer kind of crashed and burned around the fact that 
these people, her ideal audience, her target audience, her current population didn't want to show their face. So this morning we were talking about this. We were throwing around ideas. This is why I love Do Less Club because, you know, there's a billion different perspectives and everyone's kind of seen different caveats of the internet. So we all have these different like interesting ideas that we can bring to the table. And me and another of our all influence management creators were sitting we're sitting in this room and we go wait but we recently took something we recently took a course that was amazing actually from Gabrielle Forleo who was on our money mindset episode um she does this 21 day money mindset reset shift something like that anyway it is 21 days of little recorded mindset shifts. There's a little bit of, you know, breathing exercises in these. They're they're really simple. They're like five to eight minutes somewhere, really easy. And we go, wait a minute, you could be doing this. You don't need to go above and beyond. You don't need to have the community call and a billion other things. You can just do these recordings. You already have a podcast. You already know how to do it. You already have the gear. You have the material. This is how you're going to do it. And she kind of stopped us and she was like, well, okay, but what if, I don't even want to say this, but I'm just going to say it. I don't want to feel like I'm paywalling this information that people need. And I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. You're not paywalling it. That's not how you should be thinking about it. You're not doing this thing to keep people from getting this thing that they need, you are creating accountability. You're creating a resource. You're creating really a really accessible resource where they can go through this program. They can listen to these things every day for 14, 21, whatever she wants to do, really, whatever feels in alignment with the number of days. You can do this. And then you can also Talk about very similar things within your content. You can do literally the exact same thing, but it's not pulled together in a cohesive course format for someone to listen to. So it just takes this premise to a whole new level. And you know what we can do in that little video, whether it's on Reels or on YouTube or whatever, that feels very similar, you can call out if you want more of this if you're struggling with this, if you loved this, all of the positivity, then you know what? I have this extra thing for you. I have this extra thing that you can jump into. It's not me forcing you to buy something. It's not me being salesy as hell. I don't need to do that. No, it's me giving you extra. If you want ease, if you want it all in one place, if you want the little extra bit bit of accountability that comes with having something be, excuse me, I don't have a better word, force-fed to you, (laughs) force-fed to you for 21 days, 14 days, again, whatever she decides, then there's your option. So as a creator, do both. Do both. (laughs) Do the brand deals. Make the offer. Think about what you could really bring to the table to take your business to the next level. Creator, (laughs) influencer is synonymous with entrepreneur. It's synonymous with business owner. So don't feel like you are being cut out from conversations about business because really, you are a business owner, regardless of if you don't see yourself as a service provider, as a product-centered business, whatever. There is so much potential in building a platform and creating something of your own. So rant aside, let's dive into this episode. I'm so excited for this one. I love Juan so much. I just think everything that he brings to the table is so fun. So without further ado, let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Brand Meet Creator. I have Juan here today who I'm so excited to chat with. So Juan, what are you liking on the internet right now? Who's your favorite creator? Ooh, I love this question, Harley. Well, uh, lately I've been getting obsessed with Alex Hermosi. I don't know if you guys know him, but he's like a serial entrepreneur. And uh, he is obsessed with helping uh people grow their businesses and uh he works with like multi-million companies 
And his book is amazing, so much value. And it teaches you how to create a grand slam offer, as he calls it. And it's basically create an offer that is so irresistible that people would feel stupid saying no to. And I think us creators that we're, you know, like always launching something new, products or services, getting his take on this, like his like his his formula is really uh, life-changing. So I definitely recommend getting the book. It's really affordable. He's got free courses online as well. He says that he wants to help people for free because his, his goal is to work with like, like multi-million companies. So yeah, that's it right now. That's amazing. Give us the biggest tip that like hit you hard lately. Like what just hits you in the soul that he said or that you've read recently? I love uh, that he talks about commodity pricing. And I feel that a lot of creators, especially new creators, when they're, whether they're pitching themselves to brands uh, or they're launching their products, they don't know how to price themselves. And they price based on this commodity uh, factor, which, they, which basically means that you are not able to compete with the market because you keep lowering and lowering oh. and lowering your prices until yes. there's like literally there's no margin to compete with. So what he gives you in this book is really the formula to be able to increase like triple, quadruple or quintuple. I don't even know if that's a word, but like your prices <laughs> to a point where, you know, it might sound like crazy, but all the the steps he gives you and how to create that that perfect offer that solves specific problems, etc., allows you to raise those prices and uh anyways he just he just teaches you how to you know like price your offer properly so that you don't compete with the rest of the market and you always have margins to keep increasing and increasing your prices and i feel that this applies as i said not only to uh people that are building products but also if you were mm -hmm. pitching yourself as a uh creator you know you're a business at the end of the day yes. uh, to brands you need to think of ways of pricing yourself like thinking about the value you're going to be providing to, to the brand. Uh, how do you differentiate yourself? How beneficial is going to be for them to uh, tap into your audience? Uh, yes. And I think people, most creators are so undervalued right now that it's, it's quite sad, actually. It, I, yep, yep. I actually, I totally agree. And I like to call this, uh, you're getting at a bed rate where you need to think about not just what the content costs. Like if you have 3,000 followers, like... I can't I can't charge minimum wage for the hours that it takes. So I need to think about what it should actually cost for me to get out of bed, do my hair, do my makeup, set up the setup, do exactly. everything down to invoicing, not just the actual creating so that you make sure that you are actually getting paid for your time, for your skill, for the amount of time that you've spent building the trust that you built with your audience throughout all of the time that you've had your account like that's not easy all of that time should be accounted for but so true i love this premise because i felt this so heavily when i first started because you see all of these big huge creators big huge coaches that are charging 14 dollars for their whatever kind of course and it's like i can't I can't I charge $14. Right? It's 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 crazy that there's people that still underprice themselves. Uh, another thing that he really mentions here is that when you underprice yourself is uh, you're going to end up attracting the wrong type of audience. More yes. annoying, they're going to be complaining. He says like people who pay cheap prices are the ones who complain the most about the products that they're buying. Or uh, Oh my God, yes. Or they, they don't feel like the need of completing them so they never take action. So yes. you, you won't have like social proof testimonials. So it's all like a chain of events uh, that comes from underpricing your 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 services or your your products. And whereas if the other if you overprice, obviously giving the the value that you that you know and you know like putting your all into it, are you gonna have action takers, you're gonna have people that are committed, you know, people that are gonna start getting results. And for you as a coach or as a or as a business owner, uh, you need those types of people, you know, to keep growing and scaling your business. Uh, and you talked about the, um, the underpricing as a creator with brands. Um, there's nothing that infuriates me more than getting a email from a brand offering <laughs> me like a hundred dollars to, uh, for a reel. I obviously, yeah. Decline. You're like, I have 100K. <laughs> what are you talking I, about? I, I try to be correct and I decline, <laughs> but then what 
pisses me off is that I see other peers in my industry, like literally other Instagram yes. coaches, social media coaches with more or less the same followers as I have doing the campaign for them. So it's like, oh, well, well, now who's the one that's looking ridiculous in front of these brands? That me, who I'm trying to like, you know, charge my worth or them who are taking anything that yes. they give this. You know what I think is so funny too is that I, I hear this all the time from creators. They will say, oh, but I saw this person got paid and they're doing the campaign and blah, blah, and they just wanted to gift me. And I'm like, uh-uh, right. uh-uh. You know what they said to that person? That they didn't have a budget. So what you're seeing is not necessarily a different si situation. It's someone that undervalued their time. Yes. All right. Well, we've like turned this, if you like it, like it into something completely different. So let's, <laughs> a whole tangent. So let's continue on this. I want to hear about your start in the influencing world, because I know that you started as, you know, not a coach. Yes. So yeah, tell me, tell me more. It's a very long journey. I actually started <laughs> doing Instagram since the app, like since 2012, since they started like mm -hmm. with Instagram and um, my goal first was to become like a lifestyle influencer and a blogger I had so I had my blog and I was uh, mostly in Barcelona I'm based in Barcelona um, so I was doing all sorts of like you know food fashion and all that but it didn't really work and honestly there were no good resources back then there were no coaches oh my courses God, or anything on yeah. how to how to grow on Instagram organically and I remember googling this how to grow on Instagram or how to become an influencer I can't remember and I got all of these like paid services like power likes bots and uh, engagement groups so I thought okay well I'm gonna do it so I did all those things I joined engagement groups loop giveaways I got an automated bot that it was following and following and commenting on my behalf and my account grew but obviously it was full of bots and or, or people that were not interested in my content so that was so my first this account is why you started over I started over twice. That's when I started over the first time. <laughs> oh, my God. I love this story. Okay. So you started over the first time. And you know what? Like, no shame in that, honestly. No, no shame at all. we didn't know better. Exactly. We didn't know better. And I, I feel like you see a lot of people that are still using the power likes because they're so embarrassed about their engagement that's decreasing. And... You, you see it and you're like, okay, wait, but this had 5,000 views and you're telling me that it got 1,000 likes? Mm, something's fishy here. Yes, <laughs> you can tell, right? You can always tell. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, uh, I grew that account to 33,000 followers and obviously it was worthless. Um, and it really <laughs> made me, it, it made me like really frustrated. And I'm uh, the kind of person that, you know, I, need to prove to myself that I can do things right. So it got to a, it got to a point where I was like, you know what? I've, I've fucked up, but I'm going to do it right this time. So I started a new account from scratch. And uh, at that time, I was really getting into travel photography. Uh, and I was traveling a lot. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start an account uh, around travel photography. And uh, I'm going to be a travel blogger now. I said the same thing. <laughs> you also went through that phase, right? <laughs> yeah, I went through that phase. <laughs> the account was actually growing okay. Back then we didn't have reels, but, uh, you know, I, I was improving my, my photography and uh, I was really focusing on connections, like connecting with new people, with other photographers or travel bloggers. And I had a great community and it was growing, but I had like no real purpose, you know, just posting mm. to grow. Uh, yeah. Still, that was like the main goal, posting to grow. Uh, and it it got to a point where, again, I felt like empty and I felt like, why am I even doing this? Yeah. So that's when I, um, and that was like at the end, at, uh, beginning of 2020, like right before COVID. Oh, so reels came in. Reels came in hot. Reels came in. Okay. How many followers did you have on this travel account? Uh, it grew to up to 12,000 followers. It's still growing. I'm still oh, posting great. on it, and uh, but I'm, it's just Are a hobby really? now. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why don't I follow this account? What is yeah. this account? <laughs> it's at shoot with one. 16K for your beautiful photography. I love this. Oh, my Thanks. God. New obsession. <laughs> <laughs> I love this whole new side of you. Okay. So 
I feel like I talk to travel people all the time who are like, I don't know how to monetize this. I don't like, yeah, I can work with travel boards, but like I don't really have the follower count. Like, do I do travel guides? Everyone and their mother is doing travel guides. What are, what's your thought on this? Honestly, that's one of the main reasons why I changed my niche uh, from travel mm. to social media because I actually started uh, giving social media and content creation tips on that account before starting my third account, which we'll talk about in a uh -huh. bit. Uh, but um, now that I see it from other from another perspective, um, I think there's so many possibilities because obviously, like the main thing, the main oh, is travel, right? But within travel, you have so many different. Um, what would you call it, like trades or things that you do in yes. your own way that other people might not do. So you have to capitalize on that. It could be maybe the way you plan your trip. So you can, you know, like create like a travel planner or you can create like services where you plan mm -hmm. the travels for your audiences, group trips, uh, a travel membership. There are so many things that, uh, you know, um, that you can use in order to create uh, products or services uh, for travel creators. So I think it's a little bit harder than other niches, um, but it's not impossible. Uh, and if you do have a strong community, you can really monetize anything. And I would absolutely suggest you start thinking about products, even if it's just like, even if it's just a guide. I know everyone's doing guides, but not everyone has been to the same hotels or restaurants or has had yes. the same experiences that you've had in those places. Not everyone plans the same way that you plan not everyone you know like so so tap on those unique traits or unique um things that you do to create your products and that's how you will really create something different from the rest i i love that you say that because we get so stuck in our heads about this already exists there's so yeah. many creators doing the exact same thing but at the end of the day we buy for your personality right we exactly. don't buy for the info there can be two different guides that are literally exactly the same, but the way you phrase it, the way you position it, the personality that you throw in, like that's what we're buying for. So yes. I think the moral of the story is really just like bring out your personality as much as possible, regardless of whatever niche you're in, because that gives you such an opportunity to offer whatever exactly. you want. Absolutely. And also the great thing about travel creators is that you can capitalize on blogging and blog if you do blog the yes. right way you can make a full-time income from blogging i know already a lot of travel creators uh that, that started on instagram and now their main source of income is blogging and uh and they love interesting. it interesting is so main source of income tell tell me more because i know nothing about blogging world i started with a blog no that's such a lie I thought I was going to start with a blog. I was like, I'm going to monetize with AdSense and like, that's that. And then I d never started the blog. I still don't have, I still don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I actually love blogging and I do have a blog on social media, which uh, is starting to get some traction from Google. So I'm really proud uh, of it. Hell yeah. Uh, Yes, but basically, <laughs> of course, you have AdSense, but once your blog starts reaching a specific number of views per month, you can register on like some uh, like affiliate platforms, I would say, for bloggers, <laughs> but that pay like really high for uh, placing ads in your blog. And uh, that's basically it. If you haven't heard already, this podcast has joined Hype You Media, a podcast network for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. Hype You Media is also launching a membership called Hype University, where coaches like myself will be training weekly on various pillars and topics within entrepreneurship. I am so excited for this. You, you better get ready because I have a ton of ideas on the table for this membership. So to sign up and get access to monthly courses, exclusive live weekly trainings, and a like-minded community, sign up at the link in the show notes and you can receive an exclusive discount on pre-sale before it launches June 1st. You can also check out hypeumedia.com for more information. So, okay, I want to stay on this travel topic for just a second before we move into, into the entrepreneurship side, because one of the things that people always romanticize is travel content and creating content while you're on these free trips and like, you know, it's magical and you got a free stay and blah, blah, blah. But 
I think the thing that's not talked about enough is that it really is work. So yes, you're getting a free trip, but you're getting a free work trip. And Uh there's still things that you have to be doing. So I'd love to hear some of your tips on how to balance basically work and play when you have content to create on a vacation or on a trip. Yeah, that's very challenging. Uh, I've done it and uh, in the past, and I've actually worked with hotels as well. And uh, mm-hmm. I stopped doing it because I realized <laughs> it was stressful for me, and uh, yes. I really wanted to disconnect. But the best I've way to doing it too. It's yeah, it's hard. I commend anyone that works with hotels because it's. I mean, you have to set aside time. Like that is not a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then when you get back home, you need to like go through all the content, edit it, you know, choose the best one, send it. They review it. They want changes. So it's just, it's oh my a God. lot of work. You know what's, and there's no reshoots available because you, you took what you took. And you know what freaks me out the most? It's, I don't know what lighting I'm about to walk into. Yes. I don't know when I get there. I don't know if the lighting's going to suck. I don't know how I'm going to set up the room. There's a lot of of unknowns yes yes so my, my best advice would be plan like with everything in life yes. you need to plan in advance uh we as you say we you will, won't be able to know if the lighting is going to be great but at least you can plan you know if you're going to be staying five days in a hotel like make sure that you know you dedicate all your mornings you know to shooting yes. at the hotel like th- at least three of those mornings and then if they want content from the city you're going to all this dedicate all sunsets to create content for them and then yes in between sunrise and sunset it's time for you but then you it's playtime exactly you have to allocate time for them which is stressful i know and uh I, i've traveled with also a lot of travel influencers i have a lot of friends that are travel bloggers and influencers and they struggle they're always stressing out sometimes even crying because they they didn't get the the best shot <laughs> Funny story, I was in Thailand with one of my good friends. She's a travel blogger, and we were staying at a hotel um, that she ha- was collaborating with. And uh, she needed to get a lot of aerial content uh, because it was Oof. like in the middle of um, of a national park and uh, like had a huge mountains, like lots of like lakes or rivers. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was really beautiful from above. So we needed to get a lot of aerial content. And I crashed her, her drone with all the content oh, she had. Oh, no. Yes, and then we didn't have anything to to send to the hotel. I felt so bad. Oh, that's yeah. so that's so hard because uh, so we we bought a drone for vacation and it's such a great add-on, but also you don't know when you could take it out. Like some yes. days it's just not a good thing to take out. Like I um, Sometimes you can't get the best shot, like sometimes trees are covering and it's just, it's tough. It's a tough thing to promise. But I I love your, I love that you brought up, you have to be willing to give away your sunrise and sunset because that's, that's totally the biggest thing is if you're planning to work sunrise and sunset, then you have your time in the middle. Yep. And usually those are the best times for shooting. So yep. yeah, you have to sacrifice that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, so ditch that, didn't ditch that account, but made a new account. So um, it was account. 2020 <laughs> and uh, I started to, uh, I saw that there was a rise in social media coaches and I had been working in marketing, social media marketing uh, uh, for the past it was like seven years back then. Uh, and so I, I had learned a lot from my own experience on Instagram and from managing accounts uh, for other companies. So you're like, like, I well, know how I, to do this. I can do it better I, than <laughs> these little bitches. <laughs> I, I, I got some courses. I'm not going to say who uh, was the, the, but the courses were very, very basic. And I was like, okay, uh-huh. I know more of this. I want to, I want to create a course as well. So that's when I said, okay, well, but in order to create a course, I need to start positioning myself in this industry. So I'm going to use my travel account because I do have a lot of travel creators who might be interested mm-hmm. in growing and monetizing social media. But honestly, uh, that abrupt change in niche was not the best idea. I think I stayed with that account 
for like seven months. Like I was yeah. posting reels, carousels. I was going live. I was doing lots of stories. I did get my first clients, my coaching mm-hmm. clients from that account. So even if I wasn't getting the reach, I, I was making yes. an impact in people because they were they right. decided to work with me. So that's a good thing. Uh, until one friend, a friend of mine told me like, one, like you're doing great. But every time I see your account, it speaks to me photography and travel mm. why don't you start a new one from scratch and i was like seriously another one okay another fine one? Let, let's let's give it a try uh and uh that's when i started this third account in september 2021 and it um just exploded after a couple of months and the rest as they say the rest is history <laughs> it is really hard to pivot a niche it's really hard yeah. to pivot an account yep yep even right now, I, I, I haven't pivoted again my niche, but I have changed a little bit yes. the messaging that I have. So I yes. am not just giving Instagram growth tips, but I'm talking about entrepreneurship, monetization. Yes. Um, and I can tell that the 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 results or the that that I'm getting now for my content are nothing compared to what I used to get a year ago. I was like reaching. I... Like so many people right now, their reach is yeah. re- re- decreased and uh, my engagement is decreased. Uh, but I still have my core community and I am glad that I did this change in messaging because it'll it's all working towards something new. I feel exactly the same. I mean, I've gone through this in the last six months as well, where, well, really in the last year and a half of like <laughs> trying to pivot and build this new business with our all influence management and talk about the brand deals more and all of that. And then really moving into some of the mindset stuff involved with entrepreneurship. And it feels so ruddy. It, I, yeah. It's, you know, an uphill battle to really bring that engagement back. And I'm not saying that's it, that it's impossible. Like, I'm not going to start a new account, um, yeah. I'm, as I'm sure you're nope. not going to do either, because <laughs> nope. it's just too big at this point. And you have yeah. that core group. But it really is like you have to weed people out and it takes a while. But I think the saving grace. Yes, yes. But I think the saving grace is really that your core people are then evolving with you and people aren't leaving because they got sick of your content. They're leaving because it just no longer aligns, but they're still growing with you. So I don't know. I think that's kind of a, that's kind of a beautiful thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Like we evolve as human beings and our content evolves, our business evolves. Mm-hmm. And if some people aren't ready to evolve with us, then, well, it's okay to let them go. And I'm yeah. actually going to be doing a post soon about, you know, you know, you've probably seen all these coaches like how I grew 10,000 followers in one week. You know, also I'm going to be Gag. like how I lost 3,000 followers over the past three months because and it's right. just not the story of like I I lost, but I grew. No, I've been losing followers. No, month oh my after goodness. Month. Yeah, I yeah. hate I I hate that so much because okay, you see this all the time where coaches, growth coaches, are like, I might have lost three thousand followers, but I gained four thousand, so it's <laughs> net great. And I'm like, I lost five thousand, <laughs> but I gained two thousand, so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same exactly the uh, same so i'm gonna be doing one of those over the next let's week let's be Just... real here i love that i love that okay so you at that point have built this strong following you have what a hundred and something k 122 thousand yeah. what is your okay we have to we have to talk about like growth tips for a quick second what is your biggest tip to that pivot and skyrocketing 120k that's a funny question because if you would have asked me um a year ago i would have said do reels and uh hop on trends and share hacks i love that you're not gonna say that (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) it's changed a lot it's evolved and really people are seeing growth from stat from showing their true persona like a personality sharing their opinion yes. you know like unapologetic opinion if you don't agree yes. with something do a real about it share it people will share that and that will reach new people and that's going to position you and you're if you go viral with one of those posts you're gonna attract the right audience 
Whether yes. whether if you go viral with a hack or with a trend, you're not going to attract the right audience and that's going to You're going to uh, attract everyone. Yes, exactly. you're not going to attract your people. Or you might attract your people, but you're going to attract your not people too. <laughs> exactly, not exactly. Your people. <laughs> so I would say that 2023 the best way to grow is really to find a way of standing out because there's so much competition right now. There's so much noise mm-hmm. going on that you need to first of all you need to use your voice. Like use yes. your voice to stand out whether it's written in a carousel by giving mm-hmm. your opinion or if it's a reel do a talking reel where you're sharing your opinion where you're sharing your experiences i've started this new series called the diary of a creatorpreneur uh, and people are loving I love it that so term <laughs> creatorpreneur we are creatorpreneurs yeah. right yeah <laughs> um, but it's basically me sharing my whole story from the beginning when I started my first Instagram and I did all those, like I used all those wrong methods, my second Instagram. So I'm actually just telling the whole story of how I got to where I am right now. People are loving it. And that's how you stand out by telling your stories, by using your voice, by being unique uh, and, and not copying what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about storytelling really quickly, because something that I hear all the time is where do I cut off? Like, how do I really create a series where I'm telling part of the story in baby chunks? I'm not going too far. I only have 30 seconds to a minute. I'm not going to go the full 90 seconds. And I have a lot of info here. So do you have a rule of thumb as you're telling these stories where you say, okay, that's my chunk for today. That's my real. Yeah. The first thing I do is I write it all down. So I write the whole story and, um, Without thinking, oh, this is going to be too long or it's too short. So I, I write down all all the things I need to say or I want to say in the story, making sure that it has an introduction, it has a body, an introduction with a hook, it has a body where, where you, uh, you know, like you talk about the conflict. And then mm-hmm. at the end, you either resolute, you, you resolve the problem, the, the conflict, or you keep them hooked and wanting more, right? So there's a structure for storytelling, obviously. And then um, I record everything. And then when I'm editing, I make I cut out the parts that might not be super relevant for the video. Mm. So to make sure that I'm not like exceeding, you know, like the 45 second uh, mark for, for reels at least. Because uh, yep. on TikTok, you can go long for longer, but for reels. And then whatever I couldn't leave in the script or in the video, I write in the caption. So I'm always also <laughs> telling people in my stories, like in my storytelling reels, Read the caption for more insights on how I was feeling or, or uh, for example, the first one I was talking, these were the worst mistakes I did on Instagram. And then I was telling people I'm listing them in the caption, you know, so. Um, I love that. So, you know, you also make sure that they watch your video and then they read your caption and, you know, mm-hmm. that counts as retention rate, which is at the end of the day, what you want to do with all your Instagram content, retain people for longer. Right. And I think that. It really creates such a ecosystem because the things that you're not, okay, so the things you're not putting in your video, you can cut out, you can put in the caption. But if people ask about those more, hey, I'm probably going to make another one with everything that I wrote in the caption. Absolutely. You know, this is never ending content. You can build on this like a staircase. Absolutely. And I do that all the time. Uh, I always repurpose content. Um, I repurpose old captions. I repurpose yes. old carousels. Um, I repurpose literally my, all my uh, <laughs> blogs and YouTubes are repurposed to Instagram and TikTok. And, and so I don't have to be creating new content all the time. I think this is underrated advice because this is something that I I feel like I have built this alarm in my brain that says, Ooh, this last line of my caption, this is where I start my next reel. This one piece that I got a comment on, this is my next reel. And if you have that system flowing, oh my goodness, it gets so much easier. So much easier. Don't reinvent the wheel. Exactly. Let's talk about finding the balance between being a creative human being, using your right brain and that logical left brain side of being an entrepreneur that's trying to make money because I, I, I hear so often as creators, okay, well, what about brand deals, brand deals, brand deals? And I'm like, what about your own service, your own service, create something. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. It's challenging. And um, I recently did a post where I'm talking about my biggest mistakes uh, as a creatorpreneur during my first year. Yeah. And uh, my first mistake was spending too much time creating content for Instagram because it was growing. So you kind of like wanted to keep momentum going and create mm -hmm. more content, more reels, more stories, more lives. Mm -hmm. so I spent way too much time creating content for Instagram, which I could have spent on my own business, like creating new offers or working on my sales pages or working on a new free enough uh, new freebie. So, you know, mm -hmm. all these things, it's hard to find that balance uh, until you reach a point where, okay, Either I focus on my business or I'm not going to be able yes. to continue doing this full time because, uh, uh, you know, like brand deals are great and they do take a huge part of my uh, make a huge part of my income stream, mm -hmm. uh, but they're not reliable. And at the beginning of not. this year, I did not have any brand partnerships active. Uh, I wasn't selling a lot of my courses. So I found myself like I was actually Oof, the, losing the money. The start of the year rut. Oh my goodness. That's a serious thing that people have to plan for. Start of the year rut. Yeah, true. I need to plan out for my start of the year 2024. I, I, I had hired an assistant. I had hired an OBM, which is an online business manager. And I hired also a YouTube agency. And uh, mm -hmm. all these three were costing me a lot of money. And then I realized, yes. shit. Um, it gets scary. I'm actually losing money because I need to pay them, and I had to had to take them from my savings. You know, yeah. So that's when I that's when I go. Okay, well, fuck Instagram. I'm actually posting half of <laughs> half uh of what I was posting last year, and I'm focusing on on growing my business. That's why I started reading uh and venturing into the Hormozy world because mm -hmm. he's great in building and scaling businesses, and that's my my goal right now. Like I'm a content creator. I'm a photographer. I'm a you know I love creating content, and if it was up to me, I would do it for free and I would post on Instagram all the time. But unfortunately, right. we need to like eat and pay our bills. And <laughs> Unfortunately, we need to eat. <laughs> Unfortunately, well, I do love eating. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And it's such a it's such a tough balance between I love creating and I want to spend my day chatting with people and building these relationships. And, oh, wait, this is just my marketing. It's not my actual business. Yes. So I really do need to do the dirty work and dive into building this scalable, solid, consistent offer so that I can keep up with the creating. So how exactly. have you really done that? How have you created stability or aimed for stability in the last four months since that happened? So as I said, I decided to take a step back in content creation. So I'm creating less content. I'm posting less on Instagram. Before I was posting like every day. Sometimes I was posting even twice per day. So mm -hmm. I took a step back. I'm posting every other day, which means I have to create less. I have to engage less. I have also more time to uh, reply to comments and DMs, which mm -hmm. has been great. And, you know, I'm quite uh, structured uh, with my uh, schedule and my work week so i've been like planning out my week in advance and you know, like setting uh blocking times for each uh task that i need to do and you know like i'm using a project management tool to help me stay on track of the things that i need to mm -hmm. and i'm i'm not like i'm like falling behind already <laughs> we have a lot of things <laughs> i'm falling behind with launches i'm falling behind with a free uh with a new freebie that i was supposed to launch very soon uh but it's okay i mean we're all we're we have to be kind to ourselves because we are our own bosses. So uh, no oh, one's expecting yes. anything from us. So I think yes, it's, it's except fine. our high standards. So it's so true. And I love this quote. Um, I didn't. I didn't leave my. I didn't quit my terrible job with a terrible boss to be my own terrible boss. Yeah, exactly. So we have to be kind, kind to ourselves. I'm sure you know uh, what happened to Vanessa Lau. Uh, so that was it. Like a perfect example of okay that's not the road i want to go um if you haven't heard this story can you can you give us a little recap of what happened yeah of course so vanessa Lau is one of the biggest names in the social media industry huge inspiration uh, i love her content she's a huge youtuber she's huge on instagram she does courses uh, mm -hmm. she does masterminds and at the beginning of the year she went 
she just disappeared for a couple of weeks and then she came out and she said she was uh going on a sabbatical uh indefinite uh because she was burnt out because she was she mm -hmm. built this machine that she couldn't not control anymore and yeah. that she was basically being worse than her than it was being worse than the job she escaped from uh yeah and and you uh, for me it was quite shocking because as i said i was looking up to her like she's grown an eight-figure business through content and uh she was doing all these great things going to uh conferences and so obviously you see her as an inspiration but when you see that it happened to her uh you're like okay well then maybe i need to slow down and be easier to I, i'm actually really happy with everything that i've achieved already and if it stayed like this i would still be happy so why do i want to keep like growing and scaling if it's gonna end up you know in burnout or quitting so yeah that was a huge eye-opener for me and uh i was going through all these like again uh, all these issues inside of my business uh so it, it was one of the reasons why i also decided to take a step back and take it easier I've been doing a lot of uh, meditation, uh, journaling. Like, seriously, I'm really focusing on my well-being. Mentally, spiritually, physically. Uh, so okay. that has helped me a lot to stay on track and, you know, to see things in a different way. And if there's a problem, I know there's going to be a solution. I'm not, I'm not stressing over things. If I didn't get to launch my membership, which was I was supposed to launch it this week, but I've postponed it two weeks, well, it's fine, you know, like right. People can wait two weeks. It's not that long, and then you can create more hype about serious. it. You can create more hype about it, which will right. result in maybe more sales. So everything, everything happens for a reason. Yes, yes. So to wrap this up, I would love to hear your biggest tips to starting a business as a creator. The biggest tip would be. Um, I know it sounds cliche, but just get it out. Like if you're yes. afraid of failing or if you're afraid of uh, judgment, uh, then you're never going to leave your comfort zone. Like you're going to fail. Like mm -hmm. that's a fact. I've failed multiple times. I'm sure you failed as, as, well, as well many yep. times. Yep. I've been judged <laughs> so many times. By people, by even by the closest people to me, I've been judged. I'm sure you've been judged as well. But, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, if we don't follow our dreams, then we're just going to stay in the same cubicle from nine to five and being miserable. Yes. So seriously, um, I know it's not easy and it's not as easy as saying, just start, just start. But so if you're in this, in this stage where you want to start, where you're afraid of judgment or failure, find a support group. Connect with people. Oh my goodness! You know, yes. you, prob you yes. probably already have uh, an Instagram audience, or you already have an Instagram page. Start connecting with people like you, people that are just getting started, and find a support mm -hmm. system because those are the ones that are gonna cheer you up. Those are the ones that are give that are gonna give you your honest, their honest feedback, and they're yes. the ones that are gonna kind of like push you up. Uh, and uh, that's why I love Instagram because it's the best place to build a real community. I've met so many amazing people that have made real friendships uh, from Instagram. Uh, mm -hmm. I found mentors on, on Instagram that like give me advice for free on how to grow my business for free because <laughs> we have a great relationship, you know, yes. and uh, this wouldn't have been possible without my community. So find oh yourself goodness. a community and a, a support system. The, yeah. And that's your challenge for this week, this episode is go set up a coffee date, like a yes. virtual Zoom coffee date with someone that you've met online or meet someone online. Yes. No, yes. no strings attached, literally just a coffee date. Just yeah, to be exactly. friends. Why not? Why not? Exactly. And if you are an introvert person, which I know that a lot of creative people are and they're like, oh, but oh I my feel God, like yes. I don't want to like I don't want to like send them a DM or, you know. A uh, great tip here is to uh, go through stories and reply to some stories, react to some stories. It's very likely that the other person will send you a DM, like because it goes straight yes. to straight to their DMs. Fruit. Reply to exactly. Stories. So that's how you can start like a conversation, and then if the other person says, "Oh, thank you," or you know, you can like take it from there. But it's like the icebreaker, uh, mm -hmm. and then start building your community, start connecting with people, and uh, if you have people in your area that are, then meet them in real and. Yes. person and uh you know support each other's journey i think that's such underrated advice is make creator friends yes. it's a big deal 
It it yes. really is because the people that get it like are they aren't your partner, they aren't nope. your best friends that you met in high school. Like it's not the same as nope. someone that's in the same boat as you are trying to make this internet thing happen. Um yeah. so Juan, where can we find you? So you guys can find me at uh at and on Instagram at ig.creatoracademy, but also you can go to my blog. I blog every week uh, uh, igcreatoracademy.com no, IG forward slash blog. You can also find me on YouTube, igcreatoracademy. I post a new video every week. And uh, yeah, basically all my handles are igcreatoracademy. You can also find me on TikTok, although TikTok is not my strongest asset, but I'm not getting there. Not your bread and butter. <laughs> no, 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 no. Same, same. So where can we learn more from you? I know that you have, do you have a membership? So I am relaunching my membership in two weeks and it's, whoop, whoop. I'm super excited about it. It's called the IG Content Club and it's for uh, people that um, struggle with staying consistent on Instagram. So we are going to be giving them weekly content prompts for static posts, for reels with templates for, for designing their posts trending audio tutorials everything they need to like stay consistent with their content creation um and there's like a private community so yeah i'm super excited about that i also have a reels course uh that people can find on my link in bio and it it, it focuses uh, on teaching creators how to create original reels so no trends no pointing no dancing i love how to it. use your voice to create yes. original standout reels that will position your personal brand and bring more sales to your business as well Amazing. So I will leave all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me on Brand Meet Creator One. And thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, please rate it. It means a lot in this internet world. And if you have any other guest suggestions, come find me on Instagram and drop me the handle of your favorite creator that you want to listen to. Our podcast is produced and managed by Upstarter Pods. If you're looking to grow your business, increase your credibility in your niche, or attract a larger and more loyal community to your brand, then you should be starting a podcast. Upstarter works with busy entrepreneurs, business owners, and side hustlers just like you and customizes your plan to fit your time availability, budget, and goals. They're also running a massive discount until the end of 2020 for new launches. So you can find the right fit for you and your business. Go to upstarterpods.com or click the link below in the show notes.